Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. Now, if you're a corporate executive, an entrepreneur, or someone looking to be pushed towards your next level of success, then our annual conference is for you. Four years strong, we have had world-class speakers, strategic breakout sessions, and top-notch entertainment, and this year is no different, except you get to enjoy it from your home, November 6th and 7th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The world is waiting for you to show up at your best, and there is no more time to waste. So for more information and to grab your ticket, go to riseupforyou.com forward slash conference, and we look forward to seeing you there. Now, today's guest is Josh Rossi. Now, you may not know his name, but I'm sure you know his work. He is a widely known photographer and most well-known for his viral photography project, where he turned kids with cancer and disabilities into superheroes. Hashtag Justice League Kids. This has been seen by more than 450 million people. And in 2017, he was featured as Dad of the Year by People Magazine next to Mario Lopez, Michael Strahan, and John Legend. And Josh's work has been featured on Huffington Post, Business Insider, CNN, and many more. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Well, welcome, Josh, to the Rise Up For You podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Excited for our conversation today. So share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am a photographer slash uh, marketer, I guess. And so I started just at a young age doing art, um, loved it, got into photography. And I, it, I guess that the baseline of all that is I love creating stories. I love storytelling. And so I got into this style of photography that's called compositing, which is basically where you take pictures of different things and you stitch them together to create like a bigger story. And so uh, I started working with bigger companies. I mean, this is this long story short, but I, you know, obviously I struggled along the way, but I, uh, you know, got into like commercial photography, started doing some big stuff, doing like movie posters, working with big clients like DC Comics, Adobe, Acura, these big commercial clients. And then at some point um, I saw these photographers doing family photos of their, or just family photos, you know, of their own family. I was like, hey, that's so funny because, like, I don't have any photos of my kids or, <laughs> you know, and I'm a photographer, so it's kind of weird. And so I decided, like, it would be kind of interesting. I had this thought. It would be kind of interesting to do some really cool photos of my daughter, you know, take all those skills that I've learned over the years of doing commercial photography and do something fun for my daughter. And so uh, this sort of segued into the next part of my life, which, you know, initially was photography and business and all that. And then it got into this totally different thing, which I, I never even expected, um, which was these viral campaigns of my daughter and uh, photographing kids that had cancer. And so it all started when, you know, I had that idea, okay, let me do some cool photos of my daughter. I turned her into Wonder Woman. I spent, I think it was like $1,500 on her Halloween costume <laughs> one year. 
which is totally ridiculous. People are like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, my mind is like, no, I want this to be the most killer thing ever. And so I did these, you know, I put her in this costume. She was held, I think, like four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just posted them online, and it was just hilarious. I actually had put, I, I did this whole series just for fun, literally. And then the next morning, I, I sent it to one of my friends, and I just said, hey, what do you think about this series? He was kind of like a bigger influencer. I had a following, and I just wanted to know his thoughts. And he said, oh, I think it's cool. And, and that's kind of all I heard from him. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize that he, he had posted this series online. And I went to bed. I woke up in the morning, and I got a call from uh, People Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I got a call from uh, Inside Edition and a few others. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Who are these like unknown calls and these calls from New York and then calling back like, hi, people magazine. I was like, what? <laughs> Who is this? You know? And so anyway, it, it you know, the, the series started going viral of me photographing my daughter and it actually led up into um, photographing kids who had cancer and, and really doing some awesome projects eventually hit, you know, 450 million views. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the answer to your question of who am I, in, <laughs> you know, I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's amazing. And of course, uh, you know, before, you know, we've met, I knew who you were. I didn't know who you were, but I knew the work and the work, it was so inspiring. And when I saw those pictures, I guess, was it like last year? Did you do 2018? Is that when you did? I, I've done them, I've done them yeah. since 2016. 16, so probably okay. like one or two a year. Yeah, yeah. When That's I saw them, of course, viral on Facebook and like, wow, who is this photographer? These are so cool. And these kids are look so inspired. And I just, uh, you know. Fell in love with you and didn't even know you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so how did the whole situation start? Like people saw your daughter and then did you go through like children's hospital or how did you? Well, it, so, so initially, you know, it was just a project to empower my daughter um, because there was a lot of like overly sexualized superheroes that were women mm-hmm. and so I had a hard time finding anybody. And, and one day I just came across Wonder Woman. You know, I'd, I'd seen her obviously in the past, but I came across this new movie of Wonder Woman and I was just blown away because she wasn't overly sexualized, but she was super powerful. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter saw the trailer, absolutely loved it. So that's when we did the series. But then afterwards, um, I had somebody call me. They saw that series. It hit 60 million views, which is just insane mm-hmm. um, to say that. But it hit all these views, People Magazine, and somebody reached out to me, just a mom um, from, you know, Nevada or something. She said, hey, my, my daughter's the real Wonder Woman. You know, she's been struggling from cancer, and she is always dressing up like Wonder Woman. She thinks she's Wonder Woman, you know. So I was like, wow, that's such an amazing story. And I almost felt bad that I did it of my daughter that was completely healthy mm-hmm. um, because – you know, I was like, oh, I'm just over here having a lot of fun with my daughter, and she's healthy, and we have, she's cute, and she's mm-hmm. gonna live a long time, you know, in my mind. And this other little kid, this little girl, just had these like massive problems. I was like, wow, like she really is like a Wonder Woman, you know, like the real superhero. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting this idea of um, photographing or finding and photographing the real superheroes in society. 
and I at first I tried going through hospitals and there's so much red tape that I couldn't even get in contact with not even one family that had a kid with cancer mm. you know which to me it was just really insane because I'm like there's these amazing projects that could happen and all this really dumb red tape mm. that has to be in the way but but just with everything you know in life like with even our health sometimes with schooling with like so many different things and and it's, it's just like the system that mm-hmm. you just can't break through anyway so we tried you know getting through the hospital so much red tape wouldn't happen so we actually quit the project and we stopped and we're like man this is too big it's going to cost too much money it's going to take too much time there's no way it's literally impossible i remember telling myself and my wife that and then we we waited three months and we found out that somebody else that I had talked to was going to do the same idea that I had told them, even though we were under some sort of like confidentiality thing. And they were going to do the idea. And I, I was like frustrated because I said, this is my idea. But in the first place, it's not just, you know, it was my idea. It was, it was like, I knew that I was the one that could produce, you know, produce it fully, mm-hmm. like in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. with, with all the stuff that I learned, it's like, no, I, I want to produce this. And so I literally took like three weeks to make all the costumes. I found all the kids on Facebook, friends of friends, and we shot the whole project and released it. And I, I see that moment as, you know, of me getting a little bit frustrated as sort of like divine intervention or something, because I knew that I had to do the project and maybe God was like, you know, just need to give me a kick in the pants or something, <laughs> or just somebody had to give me a kick in the pants, you know, right. in a way that I would understand. And so I ended up doing it. And I mean, from that, like everything exploded. It, if initially we thought, you know, we'd done, me and my wife had done a couple projects before that. And we hit, hit, you know, one Wonder Woman hit 60 million. The next one was a Beauty and the Beast shoot that did like 100 million mm. for Valentine's Day. It was really great. And then this third one, we're like, there's no way that this is going to go viral because. You know, it's just it's just too lucky that this could go viral. And obviously, we had like a strategy we had pushing and everything, but there's some luck involved. And it went, you know, to hit 250 million people. Wow. And you know, I was flying all over the world actually, like doing interviews. I went to Italy to do an interview because um, a doctor called me, a famous doctor. He's like Doctor Oz for Italy, mm-hmm. and he has a TV show and everything. He called me and he said. Um, hey, we've, we've actually opened up a new type of research based on these types of projects that you're doing, you know, to see if they'll affect kids emotionally and if they'll um, sort of help the kids in their healing process, Absolutely. you know, which is so crazy. So we're going to open up a, a research um, into this. So he had me on the show, you know, aside from that, there was like thousands, we have, you know, 3000 emails of people that are like this has been an amazing project changed my life so i mean overall like i'm basically saying we weren't expecting any of this to happen (laughs) and and it's just it was just amazing how it unfolded it wasn't like you know yeah we wanted to like make a difference and by the way we haven't made a dollar off it not even a dime even people that want to buy the images were like no we don't sell the images like you can use it but um so so i don't know it's just been overall an awesome project yeah, I mean, just so inspiring, and 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 it's 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 been a catalyst, I think, for people too to see to uh, to see within themselves, right? They may not have cancer, they may not be struggling like these kids, but to see within themselves that 
you know, they're not their circumstance. They're not, you know, their condition of where they're at now, whether it's a physical condition or emotional or a relationship or, you know, job, or, you know, whatever, right. Whatever they're struggling with, but can see that, you know, there's, there's hope and there's a way to move, uh, through it, you know, to learn from things, to have gratitude for things, but to move through it. And I think you're, your work um, on this project, your work um, that you know you've been doing through a lot of your projects, really has inspired people to look beyond, like I said, yeah. their, their condition. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, we've done so. So yeah, like every project we've done, we've tried to inspire people, and I've gone into it even thinking if I could inspire just one person, hmm. it'd be totally worth it. Um, and. You know, the, the first shoot with the Wonder Woman, that was just to inspire my daughter. But the, the crazy thing that happened was after releasing that project, I got emails from dads saying, you know, thank you for doing that series. It inspired me to spend time with my daughter mm. and to, to create like new memories, you know, so obviously that we didn't expect. But I, I think the whole point is like, um, and I know you probably, you mentioned you're going to ask me a, a few of these questions after, but. Um, just what one of the messages that I've sort of learned over this is just by just by doing these projects that are in our heads you know everybody mm-hmm. is creative like everybody has some sort of something they want to create if it's if it's um, you know even even like a physical thing in real life like you want to create a sculpture you want to like knit something cool or like create a cool photograph whatever mm-hmm. it's a lot of people are scared to do it because they don't know like where it's going to end up they think they're going to fail it first of all but then secondly they don't know what the point of it is you know and like on these projects that i've done i never really knew what the point was like i had no idea like in my mind i thought oh it'd be cool if you know people liked it like that was literally all i wanted i just wanted my daughter to be empowered and i wanted people to think it was cool and that was it but it turned into this bigger like movement and you know a lot of time we don't really know what our creations are going to turn into, you know, and I think the idea is just to, just to do it, just to create stuff and to not let that, you know, fear of like, where is this going to go? Like who cares where, it, where it's going right. to go? You just, you just do it. And yeah. that's what these projects taught me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that you brought that up because it is such a, a ripple effect, right? It wasn't like you went into this thinking, Oh, I want to get so many likes or get so many followers or make money. Obviously that's not, has not been the goal. It's just happened organically. And, and it's like you put that, you know, rock in the pond, right? You just don't know where it's going to go. And I think you're right. Is that for creative people, I think sometimes it, you know, they get those blocks, they get in their head, they have the self doubt. They don't want to be criticized. They're not sure if it really matters, if it means anything. But like you said, it, it's it can be the smallest thing that you you create for for yourself or for something personal that may have a world impact. It may not, and that's cool too. But it may have world impact. So don't hold yourself back with all of those blocks. Yeah, I mean to to give you like a funny example. I mean some of these bigger projects I've done have been like massive, but like on a smaller scale, just. Like, I just built a brick oven. I learned off of YouTube, <laughs> and I just built the brick oven in my mom's house, you know? And the whole time, it was such a pain. Mm-hmm. It was, I had this first initial idea. It was exciting. I was like, yes, the idea. It's going to be so cool. Then I get to the actual work part of it, and it's so difficult. It was just insanely difficult. It took four months, when normally it takes people probably like two, three weeks, you know? It took me four months, and I actually built it. 
and I had to destroy it because I did it wrong. And <laughs> the whole foundation burned. You know, oh, no. so, so like all these problems happened, but I realized when I built it, the second I finished the last brick, we started doing like all these amazing, I mean, this is such a random thing, but we started like cooking with the family and we'd have people over. And, and then I realized like, like that, that was like the best thing ever. Just creating this one thing. I had no clue where it was going to go. I thought I was just doing something funny and creative, but like it turned into these crazy memories for my family where we just love, we love it. We love spending time with each other. So yeah, just exactly what you're saying. Like just, just, you know, just create stuff. Basically. I think that's my message just in general is like, just create something. It doesn't even matter what it is. If it's small or if it's big, like you, you have to create, you can't just be thinking about stuff all day. And so many people just think mm. of ideas and thinking of ideas is a safe spot for people. Mm-hmm. Um, because because there's no commitment there like you can think of any idea when it comes to the actual uh, like acting and creating that thing then that's when it gets hard a lot of people quit and they go back to thinking about ideas um but i think a lot of there's a lot of like excitement when you actually see something created and you know you can create a lot of cool i don't know fun emotions like your project can go bigger than you thought and you can create something for yourself. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that it, I love that your first iteration burned down. That's great. Right. <laughs> Such a yeah, metaphorical I mean, life, right? Terribly hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, something, sometimes things burn down or don't work out exactly the way you think they're going to, but it, it didn't stop you. And that's that, like, what, what do you feel for you? Like in that's inside of you that, that pushes through those obstacles because I think, like you said, it's so hard. People keep the keep the creativeness to themselves. They they overthink it. They stop themselves. It lives in their head, but they never really, you know, put it out in the world for whatever fear is going on. What what do you think is, is driving you internally? Well, I thought about this specifically during this pizza oven. Is that I don't want people to think that I'm a quitter, but not mm-hmm. not just that. <clears throat> It's almost like I was doing it for my mom and I was thinking, you know, I'm not a quitter, you know, like I'm not, I I used to, when I was younger, you do something and it's too hard and you just stop. You're like, oh, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But this time, you know, as as I've grown older, you start thinking like, like you, you start adapting this identity. At least I have in my mind of like, I'm not a quitter, you know, like if I quit, it's going to be for a specific reason. And it's going to be a good reason, not because I didn't accomplish the goal or not because like I didn't follow all the way through. So with the pizza oven, like if I would have just quit after the thing burned down, I would have been a real quitter. Cause it's like, no, like my goal was to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, a lot of people have goals to like lose weight, you know, and they get to the end of the year and they're like, oh, I didn't lose weight. Not, not saying that you're a quitter, but it's like, well, just keep going. It doesn't matter if you didn't do it in a year or in two, three years. You just keep going. You can't ever, like, quit in your mind. And so for me, mm. it's just that one thought of, like, I'm not going to quit. Like, I'm going to follow things all the way through. Nice, nice. That's such an important message. Share a little bit about what you're doing now with the uh, mentor camps. Yeah, so I basically created um, this project called Mentor Camp, which stemmed from it, it kind of stemmed from all these doing all these photo shoots because here's the thing going going back like I wasn't the best student and you know I was, I was very creative and so I you know school a lot of schools about memorizing things and 
you know, I wasn't really good at memorizing <laughs> things like math, science, like all these, all these tough things. And, and I, people would always tell me, you need a good GPA. You need to get into a good college to, to do anything good in your life. And for some reason, deep down, like I didn't believe that. Mm. And, and I, and so I, I sort of went on my own path. Like I learned creativity, I learned skills and going through my business as a photographer, like I had to build websites. I had to, you know, communicate with people, learn how to sell myself, like to do all these things that actually gave me real world skills that allowed me to like make money to support a family, do all these cool things. And so, so I've always had this idea to create this thing called mentor camp, which is basically teaching kids, um, real world skills, you know, not, not just adults, cause it can be for adults, but teaching kids specifically, you know, and mm-hmm. I've always, I've been working with these kids doing photo shoots. Um, but, but I was, I always had this thing in my mind, like, man, if I could help, you know, teens or kids learn real world skills, it could help them so much in life. Um, you know, things like copywriting, like how to make websites, how to do photography, how to do design. Um, so that's basically what mentor camp is. This is my next project. It's kind of to like inspire that, you know, the new upcoming generation, um, to learn those skills and to like really be independent. Mm, that's so important. Those life skills that they're just not getting in other places. And that's, um, again, just this extension of already what you've done in your life. And I, it just makes sense. It makes sense that that is your next, you know, that next journey yeah, for you. I'm always looking to like inspire or do, I don't know, just like my next, my next project. Like I love doing projects mm. and even if they don't go big or whatever, I just love doing projects. I love trying things. You know, we did something a few years ago called the lighthouse project where around Christmas we'd offer photo shoots to people for really, really cheap, like a hundred bucks or whatever. Mm. And we raise money for just a local family in the community. Like no, nobody knows about it. It was so small, you know, not sustainable really, but we just tried something fun and we like gave an awesome Christmas, gave like 1500 bucks, some family for Christmas had eight kids. So mm-hmm. I've always been involved in projects. And I think like, I think people should be more involved in projects like doing, but not just projects that other people organize, but literally like do your own projects. You know, if you think that like there needs to be a change in something, just do something. Even if it <laughs> right. crashes and burns, like who cares? You know, just just go do something. If you think the education system needs revamping, start your own your own homeschool program. You know, like I don't know, just yeah. That, that's what I'm really passionate about. And so, you know, mentor counts my thing right now, but then I have more projects in the future <laughs> that I'm creating, and it's like I don't know, it, it's really fulfilling, and I love it. Yeah, I think that's great advice because we get just in the um, uh, I don't say ruts, but just you know the everyday stuff, the everyday stuff, right? Where if we can get excited about a project, even something small, you know, it can be any anything, right? Even if it's not creative, but just been meaning to clean that garage for five years, whatever, but just you know, putting your energy towards something that will either complete. So you're not, you know, that's not living inside your body of being stressed, you know, cause sometimes that can happen. Just get something complete. Or like you said, find that passion project. It's great if we can make money doing our passion, but sometimes a passion is more of a hobby and you know, we have another job, but, but just to, to keep those juices going and to keep that excitement within yourself going, well, you know, whatever yeah, it is. I remember somebody, I actually saw this study that said that, um, I think it was before the age of nine and when we're born, we're little kids, like we're all considered creative geniuses or like 90% of us are considered creative geniuses. Mm-hmm. They did this, this study, they, they had a test and they showed that 
then they also they sort of tracked these same kids over years and years and years and uh, when uh, they got past I think high school or something and into adulthood there was like a super small percentage like less than 10% were considered creative geniuses and so Mm -hmm. I think it's it's just a system that we're put through Right. you know in life with with so many things it's a system it's a machine to make money to get us to do things that corporations want mm-hmm. um you know schooling is one of them food systems another um and you know we we just we had here, here's something that i live by that i absolutely love it's called the pattern interrupt and a lot of people have like heard about this my mom was like one of the first like NLP hypnotherapist. She had a whole clinic, a whole building where she'd like go help people do this. And so when I was little, she'd always teach me all these like, like NLP type things, you know, without telling me what it was. Cool. And she taught me about the pattern interrupt and how powerful that is mm-hmm. um, to basically, you know, interrupt somebody's pattern. And, but, but the important thing about that is, you know, we, for, for people, for anybody on the podcast that like hasn't heard about it, pattern interrupt is basically, you have these patterns every day. It's simple to understand. Like if you shake somebody's hand, that's a pattern because automatically if somebody puts their hand out, you want to shake it. So if you break that pattern, the interesting thing is that the brain is more susceptible to the next thing you're going to say. It's like the, the abs- like the next thing that is told to the brain, that's what it attaches to. So there's these people online, you know, one guy's Darren Brown. He's this like NLP slash magician. He'll, he'll do these pattern interrupts and he'll take, he'll like take people's wallets, you know, he'll obviously give it back to them afterwards, but he'll, <laughs> you know, he'll like do his pattern interrupt and then he'll like confuse them and be like, Hey, give me your wallet and they'll give it to him. And so <laughs> pattern interrupt for me though, in life is so important because we are stuck in our patterns. We're stuck in like doing, you know, stuff for the kids, cleaning freaking poopy diapers all day long, <laughs> right. you know, taking them to school. And, like you get in this pattern of this, that watching TV all the time. Mm-hmm. So, one of the best things for me has been to break that pattern and then to insert something else right after, you know, something different. One of the best pattern interrupts for me has been literally to like, just do something crazy in a day. I know that sounds weird, but just to jump, like to go jump in a cold lake. A lot of people probably can't do that, but like Mm. to go like chop wood, you know, stuff that you don't do on a daily basis, break that pattern. And I promise your creativity is going to explode. You're going to have ideas of, you know, what to do, like go, go out of state, like go visit someplace for a day, you know, like you need these pattern interrupts to stimulate that creativity. Mm, that makes so much sense. You're right. Cause we're just on this autopilot, right? We're on this just automatic life sometimes. So we've got to break it up just to, like you said, release that creativity. Love it. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. Well, let's move on to our power questions. You probably already answered some of these questions because everything you shared was amazing. But what is a one book that has had a massive impact on you? So the one book, I've had a few, but the one is called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. And it's completely blown away because it talks about the psychology of marketing. And Mm. that's something that really interests me. And so that's helped me with my businesses, everything I've done. So that's, yeah, I love that book. Nice. Awesome. How about one quote that you live by? Quote is, I can't remember who it was from, but it says, the sooner you become fearless, the quicker things can happen. Mm. So basically, you know, fear is what stops things from happening quickly. You know, we all want things to happen quick. We want money quick. We want success, this, that, good relationships, you know. 
a lot of time fear is the thing that it, it doesn't just stop us, but it, it slows us down, you know? And so some people are like, Oh, it's so I'm taking forever with this, that, why am I procrastinating? You know, mm-hmm. it might be because of fear. So that's why I like that quote. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. How about if you could leave the world with one final message, like your golden nugget, what would it be? I, I don't really, I don't know if I have a golden nugget. It's just like, just go out and, you know, do, do something like just, <laughs> there's a huge divide between thinking and doing. And it sounds so simple to just go do. Everybody's going to hear this right now. They're like, yeah, yeah, do. Uh-huh. Perfect. But that's, that's the problem. Like people listening to this right now, majority are probably like, yeah, yeah, I love this. People are addicted to education. They're addicted mm. to like knowledge. And yeah, so, absolutely. so you, you get addicted to it and you're like, I, I love this. And then you go on to the next podcast and then you go on to the next one. You never actually do anything. And so, you know, my, my thing, the thing that's changed me has, is just, just literally doing it and almost shutting off the, the thinking brain, you know, like recently I've had to say, okay, I've been ingesting so much information that I had to say, okay, turn off the thinking side, like literally just be, be dumb for a minute and just do stuff like go, you know, hammer something, like <laughs> go on the computer and just start writing that email and don't even think about it. And, and so that's sort of my, I guess, advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, how do we uh, find and support you? So I guess my recent project is mentorcamp.io. You can go check out um, the education on there. It's basically real world education for the new generation. That's sort of the tagline. But that's, <laughs> you can find all my info there. Um, nice. That's the recent project I'm doing. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Last question. As you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? So it means that everybody has a talent. Um, we're not all just separated into different uh, categories of like how we think or whatever, but we, we all have creativity and, and talents that we can use to help others. And I think a lot of times we always think of it selfishly to use our talents to benefit ourselves mm-hmm. in our situation, but rise up for you, I think means that we need to rise up for other people, you know, and that that should be a part of our lives. Because if you think about it, like, why do we spend majority of our life working? You know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, we, we work for money, we work for things that are seemingly important. But, you know, at the end of our life, like, I mean, yeah, it's important. I'm not saying it's not important. But at the end of our life, like, what's really important, like, what happens after this life? What happens at the end of this life? Once we retire, like what, what's our family going to look like when, when we retire, you know? So, so instead of spending so much time about, you know, saying like everything I do has to be for my success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you open up a part of yourself to using your talents for other people and, and just doing something, you know, a little project for somebody else. Like, and that's it. it doesn't have to make money. It's just, mm-hmm. Just do something, basically rise up for you, for somebody else. Yeah. That's what I think it means. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, Josh, thank you so much. It was so awesome getting to know you and to um, just hear your philosophies. I just love, love it. I know it really served our audience. So thank you so much for being with yeah, us today. Thanks so much. I love being here. So thank you. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.